This is Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler. And if you're new to the show, I read articles from rock star real estate investors every single day. Because we know you don't always have time for long podcast episodes or audiobooks. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DSCR Loans. What are they? And how to get the best terms? By Robin Simon. In recent years, a fairly new loan product, Debt Service Coverage Ratio, DSCR Loans, has become enormously popular with real estate investors. DSCR Loans have become a critical tool for investors on track to achieve their dreams of financial freedom. These loans, meant specifically for investment properties only, are so effective and popular because they require no income verification or debt-to-income ratio and no tax returns or endless paperwork. Further, while the qualification and documentation are much less than conventional mortgages, the interest rates are just barely higher, typically less than 1% more. These loans offer fixed rates for 30 years, including options where it's interest only for the first 10 years so you avoid the payoff and refinance pressure that often comes with hard money alternatives. So put together, it's no wonder why investors have flocked to these loans to scale their portfolios and achieve their dreams of financial freedom. But how do you qualify 
for a DSCR loan. Potential borrowers can sometimes encounter confusion when first learning about DSCR loans, specifically the qualification process, especially if they've been in the ringer with a conventional qualification. While conventional lenders will scrutinize seemingly every aspect of your income, expenses, bank account transactions, and credit history, DSCR loans are different, as the qualification and underwriting are primarily focused on the property instead of you, the borrower. DSCR lenders will look at your credit score and make sure you have a few months of payments in the bank, but other than that, your property qualifies, not you. That means your income sources, whether it's a W-2, own a business, invest in real estate full-time, or you're retired or in between jobs, doesn't matter. DSCR lenders strictly do not take income into account. So what does determine if you qualify and what rate you will pay? It primarily comes from three key factors. Number one, DSCR or debt service coverage ratio. Number two, LTV or loan-to-value ratio. And number three, FICO or your credit score. Debt service coverage ratio, DSCR. It's no surprise that the DSCR metric is important for DSCR loans. The debt service coverage ratio measures the income from the property, rents, divided by the main expenses, principal, and interest on your mortgage loan, plus property taxes, insurance, and any applicable HOA dues. Real estate investors generally invest for monthly cash flow from their rental properties, which is achieved when income exceeds their expenses and they have profit left over. A DSCR of 1.00 times means that income equals expenses and the investor is breaking even. A DSCR above 1.00 means the investor is making money as they now have cash flow. So for example, a DSCR of 1.25 times would occur if the property earns $1,250 a month in rent and has $1,000 in PITIA, Expense, Principal, Interest, Taxes, Insurance, Association dues. A DSCR below one means that expenses exceed income, so the investor is losing money every month. How does this work from the lender's perspective? A lender would generally want the investor to make the most cash flow possible because the primary concern is the ability to make payments on the mortgage loan. Therefore, the higher the DSCR, the better lending terms an investor will get because the lender can be more confident of getting paid back as the rent more than covers the debt payments each month. Loan-to-value, LTV. The second determining factor is the loan-to-value. This is a simple metric comparing your loan amount to the value of the property. This is extremely important for the lender because the lender's main recourse if you stop paying or default on the loan is to foreclose on the property and replace the money lost on the unpaid debt with the real estate asset. Simply put, if the lender can sell the property for more than what is owed in a foreclosure situation, then the lender is protected from losing any money. As such, the lower the LTV, the lower the risk of loss for the lender, as they have a larger cushion, so to speak, in case foreclosure is needed. For example, in an 80% LTV scenario, say a borrower purchases a property and puts 20% down, a million-dollar property would carry an $800,000 loan with a $200,000 cushion or equity for the borrower. In this situation, if the borrower defaults and the lender needs to foreclose, as long as the property hasn't declined in value by more than 20% or 200000 bucks, 
the lender is protected against the risk of loss, since they would then own a property worth more than the canceled debt. In this example, if the property maintained this value of $1 million and the lender foreclosed due to default, the lender actually comes out ahead, owning a $1 million property instead of an $800,000 note. However, in the real world, it's not so simple, as all real estate investors know very well, as there are closing costs, legal fees, and time and energy spent in the process that nearly all lenders would prefer to avoid. So how does this affect borrowing terms? Simply, the lower the LTV, the better the terms for the borrower, as it increases the cushion for the lender in the case of declining value and foreclosure. So in the earlier example, the value of the property would have had to decrease by more than 20% for the lender to lose money. An unlikely but still plausible scenario. However, if the LTV had been 60%, such as a $600,000 loan on a $1 million property, the value would have had to decrease by a whopping 40% or 400K for the lender to be in a loss position. Much more unlikely. Thus, the lender can offer better terms, like a lower rate, on the 60% LTV loan as it carries much less risk. Let's move on to FICO, credit score. So the final key metric towards qualifying for a DSCR loan is your FICO or qualifying credit score. Typically, there are three credit scores for everybody, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, and the score used for qualifying for the loan will be the middle of the three. While DSCR loans are primarily based on the property rather than the individual borrower, the lender is still looking at credit scores as part of the big picture of qualification. Note that the credit scores from a mortgage lender will be calculated a little bit differently than the credit score you may see from a normal bank or online data provider. These scores are weighed a bit more heavily towards real estate credit, taking things like other mortgage debt more into account. From the lender's perspective, Someone with a long and great history of timely and full payments on other mortgages is a great indicator of the likelihood of perfect and timely payments on your DSCR loan. So the better the credit, the better the terms. And here are some other smaller factors to, that determine qualification. While the big three metrics we just talked about are the main determinants for your qualification and rate, there are some other factors that can make a difference as well, albeit not quite as important. Some other factors that DSCR lenders utilize include loan purpose. Typically, you'll get better terms on an acquisition than a cash-out refinance, as the value utilized by the lender is more certain on a purchase, and there's more guaranteed skin in the game, so to speak, for the borrower. Loan size. DSCR lenders typically like a Goldilocks sweet spot loan size, not too big, not too small, for the best pricing. This is because there's less of a market for supersized rental properties. For instance, how many potential buyers or renters are there for $3 million plus mansions? But conversely, a too small value property, like 200 k or less, may indicate a declining or ultra-rural market, a rough neighborhood, or a property in poor condition. The best rates and lowest fees typically come in the two hundred fifty to $750,000 loan amount range. Prepayment penalties. DSCR lenders are known for giving the best rates when penalties for prepaying the loan, or a fee if you prepay early in the term, are higher. 
If you're a long-time Horizon investor and don't plan on selling that quickly, it's often a good idea to trade prepay penalties within the first five years for a much lower rate. Here's how to pick a DSCR lender. Once you're ready to take out a DSCR loan, it's time to pick the lender that's right for you. It can sometimes be overwhelming to figure out how to start and who to pick. There are lots of DSCR lenders out there offering this product, which is a good thing. But here's the secret about DSCR loans that not a lot of lenders are going to tell you. The loan product is mostly the same among all the lenders. While there are some differences along the edges and with exact interest rates, most of the time, the loans are more or less the same. And when it comes to rates, one lender may have the best rates at a given time, but as in all competitive markets, it won't last for long, and rates will eventually converge to essentially the same. So how do you pick the right DSCR lender, not just for your immediate deal, but for establishing a long-term relationship? You're going to want to hone in on the true specialties and differences in loan programs offered and the reputation and financial strength of the lender as well. Rates and fees are likely to end up being pretty similar, so make sure to ask good questions and find out why they are different. Some suggested questions to get you started. Are you a direct lender who lends your own capital or a brokerage intermediary that works with other lenders? Do you have any special programs for property types like short and medium-term rental financing? Any burr lending programs? What is the maximum LTV you lend to? Do you require a DSCR to be at least 1.00 or do you have options for non-cash flowing properties? When there are partners, like 50-50 owners of an LLC, borrowing on a DSCR loan, do you qualify the FICO score of the higher or lower partner? And let's wrap things up as we conclude today. Choosing a DSCR lender and then ensuring your qualification gives you the lowest possible rates and fees can be an overwhelming experience. Hopefully, this podcast can serve as a strong resource in helping you select the best DSCR loan for your investing journey. That's this Tuesday's show. What do you want to hear more of? Shoot us an email at podcast at biggerpockets.com to let us know. Thanks for spending time with us, and I'll be back tomorrow. No, really. If I'm not back tomorrow, something's seriously wrong.